Hello, and welcome to The Rebuild. My name is Peter Moses, and with me on the other line, doctor, father, Browns fan, Gates Merriman. Hello, Gates. Hey, hey, people. How are you, everybody? It's been a little while. Listen, we are right on track for our, what, what do we promise, four podcasts this year? At least four. Well, at most four. Four, exactly. Yes. <laughs> a podcast for every child in, that is accounted for in this. Uh, yeah, in, in man. This, um, we're just spitting out kids these days. I just had, over the summer, a little update for our fans, because um, this is what they want to hear about. Um, yep. I had my, my, we welcomed our second child. We named him Henry after uh, Henry Ettinger, of course. The, uh, <laughs> uh, Why wouldn't you? The only, wouldn't the you? only person who actually records on this, on this feed ever. So <laughs> it was in honor of him. Um, no, we named him Henry. And uh, so we've got two now. Peter, you have some news? On the way, man. Number one, well, Baker LeBron uh, on the way. Baker, LeBron, Moses. Or are you just going to cut the Moses out and it's just going to be Baker, LeBron? I think just Baker, LeBron. Yeah, that's And also probably just my wife's last name. She had a fair point. She's like, I'm I'm doing this for nine months. Why why your name? I'm like, honestly, I have no, other than just the patriarchy, I have no argument. It's the convention. (laughs) Just (laughs) quiet, you. (laughs) Yeah, that's going real well. Working real well for me. I'm Um, I'm joking. I'm being ironic. Okay. Yeah, no. uh, All knock on wood, all goes well. Uh, My son should be celebrating his both first Super Bowl and Brown Super Bowl uh, mid-February. Wow. Perfect timing. Couldn't be better. Let's run a scenario by you. Uh, when it, uh, let's say the due date is basically the day of the Super Bowl. Browns are playing in the Super Bowl. Your wife goes into labor during the Super Bowl. What happens? And they have TVs in labor rooms, but how do you see that playing out? She knows uh, how important they are to you. But this is I I think man, this has made me really nervous. I'm not gonna Could lie. Could you imagine? Uh, oh my god! I mean, I It'd think I would. I think I would just have to. I think TV's off, okay. and and I have a direct Here, line yeah. to somebody who has recorded the game. Huh. And I'm in a full audio blackout, like I'm in a full communications blackout. Wow, the logistics of this are tricky because you're gonna have no a- one, no doctor, no nurse, no doula, no one just is no allowed, one allowed to- in the room. <laughs> No, it's not the room. I'm delivering the child. I'm, um, I'm administering the epidural. Um, no, I mean like no, like I can't. Uh, I think I'd be like, no one can talk about it. We're not allowed to like. And then I would have someone deliver me a recording. The <laughs> yes, the the 34-15 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, exactly. I mean, the good news is the babies uh, due uh, in December, so life is okay. Uh, so thank God. So this is uh, probably not going to happen. I don't know. How would your wife? What would you do? I really don't know. It's luckily never even been close to an issue. Um, I, I had a kind of similar thing with the calves. Uh, I was on my honeymoon during the 2016 finals, and we were in Hawaii, so like the games were all smack in the middle of the day, but. Um, but she was down. We would just like find fun places to watch your the rehearsal game. dinner. We watched them go down. They lost their Three third one. game of the series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. It sucked the air out of my wedding big time. 
just <laughs> a bleak affair. Um, <laughs> so I, I manage that. I don't know, though. The Browns playing in a Super Bowl while a baby's being born, it's going to happen to someone. We should get that person on the pod. Yeah, come on um, the podcast. Tell us about your divorce. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Because you can have more kids. You're not getting another Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, you could have more kids with your next wife, is what you Yeah, exactly. Have. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... Oh, man, that made me really nervous. Um, well, no, listen, the Browns are... Uh, the Browns are going to play this week. We're playing God, a game. We are... This is a Labor Day that we're recording this, so we are six days away, six days in a couple hours. How do you feel about the late start? I used to always want late starts. I don't feel that way anymore. I like just get me that game as soon as possible. If you have never had the privilege of living on the always on fire west coast of the United States. Yep, which you don't anymore. Now you live in the uh, always hurricaning east coast. You know what's good? The Midwest is good. I have chosen flood. I've chosen death by water over death by fire. Thank you very much. Uh, listen, we'll all be we'll all be fleeing back to uh, yeah. to the Great Lakes pretty soon. Exactly, some, it's gonna be great. Some prime real estate over there. Um, I mean, I uh, the ten a.m. But you had a good situation going. Yeah, yeah. Ten, it's that just the really best. Good. You just because you wake up and you're not stressed and you're just like, here we fucking go. And then also the best part is now this is also pre children. You knock it out. So you're like, wife, you go do brunch. You go yeah. sleep in. You go do whatever the fuck you got to do. And then we will rendezvous for an aftermarket flea market or maybe uh, maybe a, a late lunch or brunch or maybe a walk in the park. But, like, you're wow. good to go. Whereas now I feel like it's – you got to, like – you got to – first of all, you got to focus and say, okay, I'm just, like, going to give you all my attention from like 8 a.m. to 1. But like, I'm really not thinking about you because I'm just thinking about this fucking football game. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that was like, it's just 3. A... So, or 3.30. Or no, sorry, 4.30? What time is yeah, it on four, the East Like 4.15. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you're not going to not watch the 1 o'clock games. Those are the, the season openers. Um, so yeah, a, a tough, tough line to walk with the with the spouse. I'm pretty sure the, the move is, but like by the time 4 o'clock rolls around, just make sure she's sick of me. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. put in enough time where she's just like, would you fuck off, please? Like, would you just go yeah. do something else? You got else? an early start on that over the last several years. So, uh, <laughs> yep, fine. coming up on five years. So she's uh, my, over it. My so. problem is uh, my daughter doesn't let us watch anything, but uh, you'll find out about something called Coco Melon, which is just the worst. But um, she kind of, she dictates the TV schedule. So I'm not sure. I might just end up watching this phone, this game, like on my phone in the bathroom. Oh, I am 100% resigned to the fact that I will exclusively be watching every football game for the rest of my life on an iPad. Yeah, that's okay. No doubt. Yeah. It's fine. Listen, I I know there are battles least, to pick and like having yeah. a large screen television, like like I will save those for playoffs. I will save those for like Monday, or like yeah. uh, you know, I will sneak them in where I can, but like you really got to pick your battles here. Absolutely. But um yeah, we've, we've got the game, man. It's amazing to actually be here because since last season ended, I've just been just over the moon excited about uh, about starting this year. And it's just we, like... A couple things I just want to bring up, too. We've always talked about on this podcast that like it was a race against time between the world ending and the Browns yep. getting good. And I feel it's like getting, we are here. It's getting We're tight. Here for both yep. of them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like it is the moment has arrived. We have yeah. ravaging pandemic, thousand a nine eleven every day. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, no more this... abortions. Out of Afghanistan. Oh, right. On fire. Everything's on wow. fire. Everything's underwater. And the Cleveland Browns have the best fifty-three man <laughs> roster of their god of our goddamn lives. It's it's true. It's uh, it's coming. Just just getting it in right under the wire here before social collapse. Um, and hopefully, I feel we like football will. I feel like football yeah. will hold on through societal collapse. Like if we're oh, in good. like our kind of like. Handmaid's Tale, you know, authoritarian state. They'll definitely hold on to football. Basketball is toast. But, like, the Browns could probably go for a couple more years. Maybe. Maybe. Well, hopefully we can just wrap it up this year, and, and then we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> and then we're good. Move on to other other problems. Let me tell you um, about my good friend Canada. Um, you know what I think is a, a wonderful warm-up for um, getting ready for this season? I will recommend to you a podcast I stumbled across recently called Brownstown. Hey, oh, baby. Natural now you're talking. Plug. Yeah. Now you're um, talking. Yep. Produced by a well-meaning idiot. It is the story <laughs> of... <laughs> no, okay. So so for those of you not know, Peter um, produced along with... Well, I don't know what the terminology is, but along with Andre Knott um, of, yes. of Cleveland media fame, um, mostly with the Indians these days, uh, are just a fantastic retrospective kind of like basically... You know, audio diary of all of our uh, the, the Cleveland Browns foibles over the last 20 years and, and how we got to this point. How would you describe it? You made it. Well, they often call like written things oral histories, but this is yes, literally an oral history. This right. Is an, or, like it is, an, it is oral because Andre is orating the history yeah. of the Browns. And I was looking for the term oral history and I came up with audio diary, which is, it's like, it's like English is my second language. I just have to like, look it up in my like little you're like, you're like Sarah Parker on sex in the city. You're like, dear diary, <laughs> another loss for the Browns today. <laughs> um, no, I mean like, I listen, uh, I work at blue wire. It's where this podcast is. Um, we had an awesome chance to connect with Andre and, it's really, you know, this show is going to be 15 episodes chronicling 20 years of heartbreak and misery. Um, but we hope that it's kind of, you know, you got to kind of like properly address a wound for it to heal. Mm -hmm. And this is really kind of going through, hey, if we're about to be fucking sweet, which we all know if you're listening to this podcast that we're going to the Super Bowl, you got to really kind of appreciate the suffering that mm -hmm. we've all been put through. I mean, we talk about trauma like our like our wives just had us back on Sundays in December because we just given up on the team. When we started doing this right. podcast, they were oh in sixteen. We just like, we just like well, what are we doing? We're just gonna like we just we just gave up. We gave up on the yeah. concept of podcasting. And right, there's nothing to say after you reach loss number twelve and you've kind of uh, you've hit all the high points. Right, you're like, well, Cody Kessler got concussed again. Um, <laughs> Someone... I, know, I, I think it's I think it's like the perfect uh, perfect prep for the season because it is like I don't feel like I'm exactly having an identity crisis, but for so long the identity and almost like the source of pride of being a Browns fan was just like, hey man, I'm still here even though this team has been absolutely miserable basically since I could start forming memories, um, and that be kind of became like the badge of honor, and now we're moving to this phase where it's like hopefully. If things line up, they probably won't because they never do. But it's looking like we're going to be competitive for a while. And we have this brain trust in, in uh, leadership that is going to stick around, actually, for a bit of time. We and so, like, we need to – we're kind of going to shed, like, that uh, woe is us sort of status, hopefully. 
Um, so, I but it, it, but I'm enjoying looking back, especially the Art Modell stuff, because it's stuff that I kind of have like emotional memory of, but nothing, not like specific memory of. So it's cool hashing through all that stuff. So I really also, like it. I appreciate it. It's also something where, yeah. yeah, why are you doing this thing now? Well, it's like no one's really kind of like accounted for how to articulate the pain that we've gone through and yeah. also why Cleveland feels like the butt of every joke for the NFL or kind of how people have to get over the proverbial hump that like we are really actually Super Bowl contenders yeah. like for real. And, um, you know, I hope this is something Dre was just a perfect person to do this with because he was able to connect with so many awesome people. Brady Quinn, Tim couch, Romeo Cornell, Phil Savage, Phil Dawson, um, the list goes on, and like Jim Donovan was is yeah. awesome. Terry, Terry Pluto's great on it. Terry Pluto, I mean, it's just um, it's really cool to kind of put it all in one place, and they're also like 15, 20 minutes long, so it's not like you're like slogging into like here's what happened in the eighth game of the Butch Davis season. It's like no, right. we're not going to give you, we'll give you some stuff that feels like some juicy tidbits, but like mm-hmm. really what we're trying to do is say like you know, where we were as an organization to get here was a compounded mistakes. Yeah. Compounded. Like, you know, you would have never had, you know, the Johnny Manziel years. If you hadn't had the Brandon Whedon years, if you hadn't had the Jeff Garcia years, if you hadn't had the Charlie Fry years, it's just like you have to, and it's, it's kind of all impossible to remember at like, unless you're like, Holy shit, there was so much fucked up stuff that happened. Like the Dwayne Rudd year, they were great. (laughs) Yeah, like, right. They're really right. good that year. I was at that game. Uh, that is um, just, ugh, I was at that game. I was at I was at Bottlegate. I was at some good ones. Uh, shout out Drew Hanna. Thanks for taking me to all those games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's it's so nice. Like going through all this stuff, it's so nice to not the things we used to have to talk ourselves into in a given season. Like that would that would break correctly, or even just like the things that we were left over to get excited about. Like, do you remember the? Uh, it was kind of around, I guess, like 2013, 2014, when Alex Shiner, I think it was his name, oh, was yeah. like became president of the team. Like, came over from the Cowboys, and he's like, "Here's like, here's the plan, guys. We're gonna get a sick new sound system in the stadium." <laughs> and there were like articles written, like Browns like seek competitive advantage with like the loudest speakers you can buy. <laughs> it's like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> and that's like that's like what we had to try to hang our hats on. We're like, yeah, honestly, like with this crowd, we could get pretty loud. That's like, you know. <laughs> Like good like luck a, offenses. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were okay. As it turned Take out. that, Ben Roethlisberger, most <laughs> yeah. winning quarterback in the <laughs> stadium history. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, not anymore. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's like that's like kind of what I've become reflective about listening to, I think, the first three episodes of, of the Potter Out. Yes. Another drops tomorrow. Um, every, every Tuesday uh, for the next three months. And uh, then you can, you know. As I said, it's your your it should, should be what your son is listening to as he's put to bed, um, <laughs> just to really you know have this yeah. stuff indoctrinated in him. But uh, yeah, That's check important. out Brownstown, and I appreciate the uh, the plug. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, it's a good time, and you should share it with all your Browns friends because also share it with your not Browns friends because if they're trying to figure out why you're a psychopath, this is a yeah. great way to just say like, hey, I don't really have to tell you, just listen to this fucking podcast. It's interesting. It's it's interesting the ghost it's good um so check that out and uh now you owe me forty thousand dollars for me that's it that's it forty thousand dollars you got it um doll hairs okay uh they are the team is tight tell me 
all right, tell me your favorite thing about the tell me your thing you're most excited about about the 53 men roster and the thing that you're most scared about in the 53 men roster. And I'm also I'm going to take kicker out of it. Kicker, I know everyone's worried about Jake McLaugh- Chase McLaughlin. And I know you just said you're taking it out of it, but I'm not I don't know. Kickers we were spoiled. It, the only good things we ever had in the two decades of misery were Phil Dawson and, and Joe Thomas. So like those are the things that we expect are going to go right. That like, oh, your kicker just should be consistent. But most teams in the league recycle kickers like we have the last couple of years. There's very yeah. few, you know, you have, um, you know, Tucker in Baltimore and the Patriots, of course, always had like Hall of Fame kickers. But there aren't many who are consistently just stick around for like a decade. So this is just kind of what we have to deal with. I think we have uh, the right coaching and leadership to know that, like, you don't always have to kick a field goal when you're, you know, 27 yards out and it's it's fourth and one. Um, and then they can weigh that kind of risk of going with it. So uh, that's my little expose on the kicker. Chase McLaughlin, he seems fine, even though he's been on, like, five teams in two years. I mean, also... He's so popular. <laughs> hey, he must be good if that many Everybody teams. Everybody wants him. <laughs> I also like, are we, how much spilled milk are we crying over Cody Parkey? Like, yeah, like it's like when you're, when your field goal kicker is like, Ooh, I hope he's got the distance for that 43 yarder. Like, yeah. That's something yeah. we're like, and he has perhaps like the most famous fuck up of a kick, <laughs> you know, since the bills in the nineties, basically it, uh, it's okay that, you know, it'd be one thing if Phil Dawson got injured and we were stuck with Chase McLaughlin, but we, if it was like, we went from, a C plus to a C plus in my opinion. So whatever. I, I think also all the vitriol that undeserved vitriol that Joe Woods got last year. I, I'm putting undeserved, my undeserved wary vitriolic eyes on Mike. Prefer wow. And the special Hold teams. On. Hold on. Let me write that one down. Undeserved. Yeah. Write that one down. Okay. Like, so if I'm going to be irrational, why do you say that coach, in a different way? <laughs> what do you think? Of, <laughs> no idea what you're saying. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is, <laughs> Mike Prefer is supposed to be the best special teams coach in the history of special teams. Sure. That guy's a big fucking leg. You better make sure he kicks straight. And also our special teams were like kind of low key mediocre last year. Wait, so why did you mention Joe Woods? I'm confused. Did you not? Because I feel like people were like, Oh, Joe Woods sucks last year. He's so bad. And it's like, well, no, the defense was fucking terrible. He oh, didn't have oh, okay. And okay. Was playing. I see. I see. And I'm saying yeah. if, if this oh. year you want to be unrealistic, like focus those shitty opinions justifiably about the special teams. Like if yeah. Chase McLaughlin misses a kick and we lose a game, knives out. Let's go. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm with you. He just also like, yeah, he missed an extra point. So what? He was booting. He almost hit like a 55 or 57 yarder. Like who gives a shit? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, it clanked it off the crossbar, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I know you just said we're not going to talk about kicker, and we just did for like five minutes. But okay, back to your original question. The thing I'm most excited about, I mean, it's kind of a cliche answer, but like if you look in the bigger picture, um, not just Baker being in his second year in the same system for the first time in his career, this is like, I would have to look at the list, but when is the last time anyone in a Browns uniform has been in the second year of a system. I guess Hugh Jackson. There were two years of Hugh Jackson and we won one game. But well, prior to but, that, like we kept turning No, because also didn't Todd Haley come in the second year? I think he came in the third year. After 0 and sixteen oh when God, Jimmy I can't Asim believe they gave like, him three years. We're bringing him back. 
Yeah, but like when you're going from Cody Kessler to Deshaun Kaiser, it's like, is that a system that you like yeah. believe in anyways? Well, Kevin Hogan was in there too, so don't forget about Kevin Hogan. Probably not Are... since uh um who's the Niners coach? Uh Shanahan was only there one year and then he oh like God. literally gave a presentation for how badly he wanted to leave and they were like, <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> like like can we come with you? And it's like, No, you own the team. <laughs> Uh, um so yeah just just um it'll be nice to kind of know what like things are supposed to look like and and see what kind of new wrinkles can be added in and i just also on top of that with that is just i think baker is fucking sweet and hasn't had the chance to show it and the national some national people kind of are on that but for the most part everyone's like yeah i mean he's you know He's kind of limited. Like they treat him like he's a system guy. Um, and I think he's a lot more than that. I think we're going to see it big time this year. That throw to Kaderil Hodge in yeah. the Falcons game was some Aaron Rodgers shit right there. Yeah. yeah it was beautiful. It was a nice catch too. It was, Hodge, uh, good luck in Detroit. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Um, not great. Uh, uh, what are you, what are you feeling excited about here, Pete? I'm excited about, I'm excited about the secondary. Yeah. I'm really excited about the secondary. I They're feel all like healthy this... right now, apparently, or available at least, which was I... not the case during the preseason. I just think, like, even if they're not all healthy, there is something to the fact that, like, even if they're not all healthy, like, they're just, they, they were so depleted last year. So fucking depleted. There was no yeah. one. Like, from day, <laughs> even at full strength, which we never were. Like even if Delpit had been around last season, we still just didn't really have like anything comparable to Ronnie Harrison yeah. was our best player as soon as he got traded to us. Yeah. And like like was in and out all season, getting yeah. acclimated and then with injury. But like Yep. John Johnson, Hill, Delpit, Greedy, Denzel, like it's just a secondary where also if you're Offense regresses a little bit down to, I don't know, 33 points a game, let's say. Yeah. Like, chances are you're going to be up in some games. And also, having Jad- like Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett is, even if Jadavion's there for half the games, like, that is a presence that Miles Garrett has never had. You yeah. are going to, I just think the secondary is going to push everything up. And really, I, I, I just. I mean, I know we're drinking the Kool-Aid because we've like we can never act like we've been here before. This has always been hyperbole, but um What do you I, think I, we're gonna get more of? Are we gonna get more coverage set oh, okay. Are coverage sacks gonna be a bigger part of our identity or um pressure picks? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Are we gonna get sacks because our coverage is so good, or are we gonna get picks because our pressure is so good, or <laughs> a little bit of both? I I think that like I, I think kind of it's it's chicken or the egg, obviously, but I do think like you can't like if if Tack McKinley is healthy and plays mm. and also some of the plays of Malik McDowell just like picking people up like, so he's I, in the I, like fucking didn't, I haven't actually like seen any of it. I've heard oh a lot God. about it, but <laughs> that's a pretty cool. I mean, Jesus, it, it would be like if you um, lined up in your living room against your two-month-old son <laughs> and you were like son i want you to pass block yeah. and then i'll you know try to get past you 
Um, that's kind of what it felt like. It was absolutely bananas. Um, and what's and... what's fantastic about this is in almost every other year of our lives, he would be our best defensive player or best player on the defensive front, and we'd be counting, like putting all of our eggs in that basket. Now he's what, number four probably? I I mean, he's, Five, he's basically four? like a free first-round pick from mm-hmm. that like – also, we don't need him to really be good this year. To me, no. they're also with him like, experimenting on the outside. Like yeah, with so. him is super exciting. I don't really. I'm. Um, it's just like that's the kind of stuff that like the really good teams do, and it's our front line a little bit. I think our secondary is actually probably a little bit more complete than our front line, but our front I'm, line, when healthy and available, is great. But yeah, it, it gets a little testy after we we get into our depth a little bit i think and also the biggest thing is you know the thing about Clowney that no one appreciates is he's really great against the run yeah he's he's like elite as good as it gets against the run yeah so to me you all like he's also never like are are, what are you gonna do are you gonna you can't double both of them i just can't wait to see the 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 shot like the close-up shot of Miles Garrett and Clowney lined up to get next to each other. Like when they move them both inside or move Clowney over to Garrett's side, it's just going to be just, just for the physics of it is going to be just fantastic. I, uh, it's and listen, be here's a little tidbit. All you kids at home, keeping score. Um, Kansas city chiefs have spent all off season trying to get their fucking offensive line together. Yeah. Three, three rookies. Is that correct? I, I think I heard that somewhere. <laughs> uh, Hello, here is Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney and fucking Thanos in Malik <laughs> McDowell. I mean, he looks like he's he, they're just ginormous. They're just ginormous. Our our one uh um insider, NFL insider, told us about the Browns uh line. They look very big. That's okay. our, our our one NFL insider told us that. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We got a guy on the inside. Yeah, we uh, know we know one person. Our source. Our source, our, our one, so our one NFL source said the Browns are very big up front, which, um, yeah, I don't know. That sounds like a good thing. Oh man. The other thing I'm excited about now, we're just going off script. We don't have a script and it shows, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think it was like, I listened to all the podcasts. I think Dan lobby said something along these lines on like the, uh, orange or Brown talk, whatever it is. Um, but basically, okay. You know, the way that we use Nick Chubb. And how it's very different than the way that, like, say, the Titans use Derrick Henry. Like, Derrick Henry basically gets every carry because um, they need him to. We use Nick Chubb, like, as optimally as possible. He gets a good amount of carries, but he's not just purely the workhorse. We're able to to spread things out with uh, with Kareem and then just we're smart about his workload, right? I What I think it was Dan Lobby was saying is, like, OBJ might kind of be able to be the the Nick Chubb of our receiving core in that he's extremely talented, but you don't just, it, things don't need to depend on just feeding him nonstop. It doesn't just have to be like, okay, get him the ball and see what can happen in the same way that we don't just say like, okay, keep handing off to Nick Chubb and hopefully he breaks one, like using him strategically and um, kind of judiciously. I think he can have like, maybe not, you know, Nick Chubb doesn't, doesn't lead in carries, um, and I don't think OBJ is going to lead anything or even be top 10 in receptions. But I think his impact when he touches the ball is going to be enormous because of how he's deployed. You know, it was, to that point, one of the most satisfying things about last season 
was just watching the Browns on first and 10 get like six and a half yards on a run. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck yeah. This changes (laughs) everything about our entire philosophy of everything we can do. Because you know at any point, even if we're – there was that third down in, I think, the Dallas game where Dernis Johnson came in and like they Mm -hmm. ran the ball on like third and nine. And I thought like – like when in in any other point in Brown's history are you like thinking about them being a running threat on a third and long? And I think yeah. that to me is something that wasn't fully established when OBJ went down in terms of like their offensive rhythm and identity. Yeah. And if you're like, yes, are people going to come after the bootleg or stop the play action? Sure. But like, how do you stop the play action when you, when, when you're giving up seven yards a run and then Kareem Hunt comes in and like looks for you when you're trying to tackle you and yeah. is like, I'm going to <laughs> spe- use my head yeah. like a battering ram yeah. to get yeah. another four yards. I just I, I'm having a hard time understanding like where like I, I just think this offense is gonna be out of fucking control. And I feel yeah. like it's so multi dimensional. Like what do you what do you try to take away? I don't know. I I I, I do not know what you take away. It's like you know, what do you give the offense that has everything already? I'm just yeah. like, I'm I'm genuinely not sure. Um, it's so exciting. <laughs> it's so exciting, I, man. Like I, like we've ne- like I don't know how like what other offense is as complete as ours. And I guess you could say Tampa Bay or Kansas City. I yeah, but Kansas what? City, like we saw a couple years ago um, in 2019, and a lot went wrong in 2019. But one of the primary things was that like all the hype leading into that season, we just kind of ignored the fact that we didn't have an offensive, an offensive line. Like we were just kind of like, yeah, we had an offensive uh, line. We had an offensive <laughs> line. <laughs> uh, we, we yada yada the offensive line part of things yes. like OBJ and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. I mean, sure. Greg Robinson's starting tackle. You're like, whoa, whoa, hold on. I'm out. It's like, yeah, Greg Robinson's starting to tackle. Like, no, go back yeah, to the... Don't have a right guard. Um, and I, I think, I mean, it, I think probably the Chiefs have like more talented players they're trying to slot in than we had that year. So maybe it'll work out, but they have a lot of like really green guys. So maybe it won't. Like you, you can't really hang your hat on it in the way that we can hang our hat on our line when it's healthy. If you can, and keep... Green Bay is kind of the same way. I, what... Yeah, I was gonna say like, well, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and uh, the Chiefs are all very quarterback dependent. Mm-hmm. Where. Yes, all teams are fucking quarterback dependent. But, like, to me, from, like, a system, like, I don't think, like, from a system standpoint, I would maybe put Tennessee up there. Like, and I don't think being a system quarterback is even, that's not, I'm not talking about, like, a system. Like, I think Baker is going to ascend to yes, the Brady, the Rodgers, the Mahomes this year. Um, yeah. Also, he's just an elite actor, by the way. Just Oh, my God, yeah. His, what's your take as, as someone who's uh who's been in the industry, oh, uh, his timing is just incredible. He's oh, great. my God. He, well, yeah, act circles around anything I ever did. That's for sure. Let's get with this straight. Uh, oh, no, he's just – he's unbelievable. He's, like, yeah. truly unbelievable. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, not, not like, maybe Manning, a little bit of, of Brady sometimes, but, like, there's not too many great actors out there and also elite quarterbacks. So he really is in rarefied air. Yeah, um, no, he's great. It's amazing how much funnier those commercials got uh, after we started winning some more games too. But they're funny. Progressive, just in general, great. Whoever's doing commercials for them, solid. They're they're really good. 
Good solid work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they are uh, – I, I just don't think there's a more complete offense because it's like, all right, like, yeah, maybe Derrick Henry, I guess. But, like, I'm not, like, you know, is Derrick right. Henry – like, like, like who else – like, the like point Leonard is, like, Fournette, that's their whole Ronald Jones, plan. Like, yeah. Green Bay's just been converting wide receivers to running backs for the last 10 years. Like, there's no I, – I I, mean, I, I just am – I know we're losing our minds, but, like, tell me who has a better offense. <laughs> like, tell me yeah. who has the most com- more complete offense. I just think – and, yes, we're going to have to get through our division, but, like, I mean, you can lock it in that Lamar's – Lamar's – okay, we haven't talked about this. Lamar has gotten COVID twice and still yeah. not vaccinated. Yeah, he's like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I saw a great I, tweet that was like, dudes who are getting like their brains jumbled into oblivion with guaranteed science about like the causes of football. Yeah. Like, or need like, I need to do some more research about this vaccine. It's, yeah, right, right. <laughs> it might be harmful. <laughs> Got to be careful. Yeah, it's it's truly bizarre. And I mean, literally, if nothing else, just from like a, Hey, I don't want something to keep me out of the game in the same way. Like, I don't know. It, it's kind of incomprehensible for if you, you know, if are if you're a like team you, first sort of guy. Just get the fucking jab. It's not that bad. You love Fox News more than your fucking job. Like, what the fuck? Like the Zach Martin already missing week one for the Cowboys. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, uh, the tight end for the Dolphins unvaccinated, very red pilly. Um is out for testing positive for COVID. Like just politics aside, get the fucking jab, bro. If you are missing, just so you're not like, you don't have to deal with the hassle in the same way that like, (laughs) I don't know. In my mind, I'm like, it's the same reason you don't live on like, uh, you don't depend on taking a ferry from your house to (laughs) the game. If you're a professional athlete, that's a really weird thing to think about, but it's like, don't put yourself in a position where things that you can't totally control are going to keep you out of a game. So, well, yeah, you and also to... like, <laughs> but like not like a fairy, but also just like, like know. you know, don't like, uh, what am I saying? Like, uh, it's not only that you're just like, it's like you're a fairy and also, Oh, you're, you're driving the ferry every game right? and you've just... never driven a ferry. Like, and also they, they, the NFLPA made it so terrible to be unvaccinated. Yeah. So like, I don't understand. That's what I also don't understand is like, it is a, it is so fucking annoying. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like the most annoying thing in the world to be an NFL, an unvaccinated NFL player and the way you have to travel and the way you have to like take your meetings. And then not to mention the the risk of just being like, Oh, like you were near someone like close to them and they tested positive. So like, it's going to be 10 days before you can step on the field again. And if you don't like, I know, they NFLPA looked into if Urban Meyer was like cutting someone because they were unvaccinated. Like, yeah, like, duh. Like, well, like, no shit. Like, if you are unwilling, if you're like, you know what, I'm not gonna lift. I'm good on lifting. Yeah, they'd yeah. be like, uh, okay, bro, f- kindly fuck off. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, I'm gonna like, I, I'm anti. Yeah, I, I, I it yeah. doesn't make any sense. And if a Browns player misses it because they're unvaccinated. You think this fan base is good? Like, you think the MAGA fan base of the Browns is going to be like, yeah, good job. Well, I don't know. Um, I think John Johnson's the only one who's been like outspoken against it. I don't know what his status is, but 
yeah, it's it's going to be like super interesting the way that this plays out throughout the season. Um, and I think probably to our advantage in, in most ways. I mean, if, if, if Lamar alone has to miss a couple games, like that could be the difference between the AFC North. It could be the difference potentially between a first round bye if things really break the way we, we want them to. Um, so whatever, man. Dude. Well, well, well let, me, let me put it this way. Who are you right now? Who are you the most afraid of in our division? Hmm. Like when it comes time to go through them in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> let me be more clear. Um, just in case you're thinking about like putting you in a dark room with like, a, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean like, a, <laughs> who are you most yeah. afraid of on the football field? Who right. Might prevent right, the right. Browns from getting to the playoffs or well, someone I'd both be that there's reason to be afraid of if you're in a dark room with, and that I'm afraid of on the football field. I'm a little afraid Ben Roethlisberger isn't quite <laughs> there. It is. yet, that it's. <laughs> That's what I was getting to. You got yeah, there. Yeah. No, I got there. Um, but I do, I think, uh, I think there's a little bit of just like, like, you know, shot and fell out the window and no one checked on the body sort of thing. With with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, very it's Michael like, oh, Myers, this like a yeah. fat Michael Myers. Yes, exactly. I also, I, you know, what I love this summer was just like the Bleacher Report push notification I got that was like, "Watch out, everybody! Ben Roethlisberger dropped twenty pounds." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I am a fat piece of shit and still looking better than Ben Roethlisberger." Yeah, yeah, it's not. We're not like amazed. Um, <laughs> you should, you should, right? You're because you're a professional athlete and all that. And you have every resource possible at your disposal to eat well and exercise. Um, I think, but I, 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 the Steelers make me nervous. Like, even though we knocked them off in the playoffs last year and it seems like the monkeys off our back, uh, I'm just kind of like, okay, we'll, we'll see. Their line is, I think their Achilles heel. Yeah. Um, I'm more afraid of the Steelers defense and, and the Ravens offense, but I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm with you. I think, not to be disrespectful to the Ravens, but there's I think they're just a little more fragile in terms of they can't play from behind. Yeah. And things are going were, according to plans what, with their eleven and oh last year? Yeah. Bizarrely, yes. <laughs> we're just couldn't lose games and yeah, all like I mean the 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 JT the JK Dobbins thing is like fucking yeah. criminal that they did that. Yeah, I know. Like, well, except we played Kareem Hunt. I mean, it's all there's a lot of this stuff that um, just in sports in general, where if it worked out one way, it's like smart, and it, if if one little thing goes the other way, you're like, what? I mean, how stupid can you be? But it's you just never know. That's true. Um, but um, well, great. it worked out for us. I don't wish anybody injury, but I do wish Ben Roethlisberger a very injury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, uh, yeah, man, it's exciting. I'm going to the home opener, Browns Texans. Oh my god! Especially after watching this opening weekend of uh, of college football and seeing just like like seeing jump around at, at the Wisconsin oh, game. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that, but I'm just like I'm so sure excited for for this fan base to be in person, like celebrating this team that we barely got to see last last year. I'm, I just I can't wait. I'm going with my brother in law. We're gonna have a, a hoot um, sitting. And not very good seats, but they're expensive these days, and that's what happens. I guess. Pricey tickets are to see first-string quarterback. Chiefs, that's going to be a real valuable ticket. Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. Wow. First string on their depth chart. 
Deshaun Watson, speaking of dark rooms you don't want to be in, uh, is their third string. Uh, Weird, Weird situation. I mean... Are they going to dress him, do you think? Oh, man. No. God damn it. No. I don't, I don't think so. Right? Maybe. <laughs> so he'll be undressed? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm really done this Jeez. time. Um, okay. Okay. Um, he is, listen, a massive piece of shit. And it's a really fucked up situation that the NFL hasn't handled well, but you're not here for that. All I'm saying is Tyrod Taylor will be the starting quarterback. I mean, what's the score of that game going to be? 54 to 3? Maybe. That's what I'm hoping for. Because I am cutting my flight back to Chicago really close, so if, I can, if there's a reason I can leave a little <laughs> early, you know. I think it'll um, be good in the third quarter to jet out of there. I, I hope so. It's going to be it's just the pageantry of it all beforehand, all tailgating. It's going to be amazing. I so what have games? to go because I have to. Let's get out of here. I have listen, to take over child care um, duty or I'm in big trouble. Um, listen, so you'll be watching that game on an iPad. Uh, yep. We'll play the schedule game another time. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Go Browns. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot.